That looks okay. Okay. Nice. Start a podcast. Starting a podcast. Okay. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Devil Pasana. Mm. Welcome to a Mind Date podcast. Episode to help you heal and expand. Not that much breathing. Not that much breathing, which you can always add, but this podcast is going to be about breathing, but we're not going to be doing so much breathing. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're going to talk about it. Yes. Maybe we have some special episodes here and there. Yeah. With some surprise breath work. Yes. But uh, yeah. So we... now it's about healing and expanding. Yes. And just having fun with conversations, mm. really. Mm. So we just finished five days ago, right? Yeah. Vipassana uh, here in India, in uh, Jaipur. And that uh, was uh, the plan to talk about. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was 11 hours, uh, 11 days, mm -hmm. with 10 hours of these 11 days in silence, with 11 hours of meditation and sitting a day. Yes. Was it what you expected? No, I think what I had in mind was like, okay, this is going to be tough. Mm. And uh, I really thought the sitting would be the biggest issue. So I was kind of right there. <laughs> but I had in mind like maybe like a work day you, we're gonna have meditation which is like eight hours that that is a lot but that can work and then I saw the schedule when I got the the first day I, was like, like, I showed you the schedule the day before I even posted it on Instagram yeah but I didn't look you at didn't it calculate. I didn't, I, didn't <laughs> I didn't I was like yeah that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna do it either way so <laughs> so I don't need to overthink this um so yeah, I thought, and then I saw like, okay, we wake up at 4.30, that's going to be tough, but I'm jet lagged anyway, it's going to be fine, uh, it's going to be hard either way, and I thought, okay, 4.30, two hours meditation, straight away, I'm like, okay, solid, <laughs> then one and a half hour rest, breakfast, and walking, or whatever you wanted to do, Um or that's basically all you could do. Sleep or walk. That was the two options. Or shower. Or it shower. Was hot water at that yeah, time. That was mm. not really nice. That, that was, was really nice. my highlight almost. <laughs> um, and then after that, it was one more hour of meditation plus one and a half. Now one and a half plus then one, right? Yes. No, it was no. three in total. It was one and a half hours and then it was one hour. Yeah. No, the other way around. Doesn't matter. It was three hours <laughs> in total. Um, and then it was lunch from 11 to to 1. So also free time there. Was it 11? Yeah. Yeah, 11 to 1. Yeah. And then that was the killer. So from 11 to 5. No, to one, one, from 1 to 5, there was meditation. My favorite. It was four hours straight. Uh, you You were allowed to go out and stretch your legs and stuff and, and after one and a half hours there was a break and then there was one more hour then it was five minutes break and there was one, another one and a half hours uh but that was like we already sat for so many hours that was so crazy for me um mm. and then there was this fruit time that was never really fruit <laughs> it said on the schedule there's really? like yeah lemon lemon tea and snacks and fruit and i was like it was all only snacks and lemon tea, yeah, um, which was nice as well. It, I I learned to really enjoy it. The the chai was also the highlight. And then after that, there was this video course of one and a half hours of. Uh, mm, it was first an hour of meditation. After. Right after dinner, there was one hour of meditation. Then there was a video course, and then there was oh, a little meditation finished. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish. Okay, yeah, true, true, true. And then yeah, after the video course, it was just half an hour before bed as well mm. uh, meditation so in total it's a little bit more than 11 hours of meditation a day for 10 days mm. so uh, a bit more because it was a half day as well so it was a bit more than 110 hours of meditation in yes. less than two weeks yes and what the, was the hardest part for you 
to not get too carried away with the schedule. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> get it really into the schedule. Yeah. yeah, but it's fun to to understand how hardcore the schedule is and like how it's such a military like structure to yeah. it. So um if I didn't know what Vipassana was, I think it was it's pretty good to know. Stealing some of the chat. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I have here. To know like how crazy of a practice that is and an experience like it makes if you know the schedule it will make sense everything that we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> but for me i think what surprised me the most was i didn't get at all into researching about it i literally from day one i took what i heard from people i never looked it up online i never like really asked too many questions all i heard from people was 11 days in silence meditation yeah um and I didn't realize that there was like a mythology behind kind of that there was like a person who created, created a structure and we following that person's idea, yeah. uh, which apparently was a Buddha's idea to start with, but not in that structure, not in that structure, not in that sense. So that's what surprised me that there was this person who has created a schedule that is being used all over the world in every single Vipassana center and every single country has several Vipassana centers. So it was with his recording as with well. his recordings, with the same movie, with the same kind of structure, with the same like similar kind of idea of food and everything. And that's what surprised me. I was a little bit like, oh, okay, because I had this illusion that we're going to be sitting there and I can just do my own meditation. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that, but that's what I thought. I, I didn't realize that they're going to teach us a meditation, which totally makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't reflect on that. I was just like, cool, I can do my job to spend some meditation sitting 11 yeah. hours a day. It's going to be so amazing. I was thinking, I'm, like, I'm going to manifest the shit out of this. <laughs> and then you sit there and observe your upper lip yeah, and you're like, for huh. 11 hours a day. <laughs> yeah that was not uh, that was not in the in the plan <laughs> in my head either no yeah so i think the the <laughs> most challenging part was for me like how it felt like it was so much lit there was so little time for anything else mm. i had in mind that i'm gonna be able to go for long walks and like almost get tired of walking and just sit and be with nature for a long time and just have time off mm -hmm. to just reflect on all the meditations mm -hmm. but the schedule was so like yeah I, I remember there was this 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 part where i think it was like day seven me and uh, eduardo my roommate that i we shared one word in the whole in the whole uh from when we were in silence and that was like he he had a big spider in his in his bed and he was like spider <laughs> and that was it because <laughs> he wanted to explain what he's doing like i'm not a weirdo here i'm i'm just like taking this spider out <laughs> so he explained i was like yeah. that was it but but uh, i remember like it was day 7 or day 8 something mm -hmm. we were both like so fucking exhausted we mm. we both you could feel that he had a tough day and he could feel that i had a tough day mm. and it was in this evening one and we came we came back from like the five minute break or however long it is <laughs> he we both just like stormed to our room and just lay down in the bed and i remember we both like lay down at the same time and like did this big like oh <laughs> And at the same moment, like when we stopped the sigh, the bell started ringing that it was time for the next meditation. <laughs> and we both just like burst out laughing. We were like, this is too funny because we, we, could, we could feel how like we were so done. And then, yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, I didn't think that that was my biggest problem. Like the time I kind of liked that I didn't have time for anything else. Yeah. I think if I would have had more spare time, and I think that's the idea behind it as well, if I would have had more time in between, I would have gotten pretty distracted. Uh, just having this, uh, this half an hour, 45 minutes to walk every day in between some sessions already distracted me quite a lot. Yeah. I, I noticed that uh, the first 10, 15 minutes, my body was completely calm and I was in my body and my mind was empty. Mm. 
after 15, 20 minutes, I started having ideas, manifestations, visions, all of that. And then I had to go back to meditation. I was like, oh shit, I was just completely somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. So I think I would have almost even liked less free time. It was, it, it sounds crazy, but I think if I would have just gone meditation, sleep, eat, meditation, sleep, eat, yeah. it would have gotten me even deeper yeah, than yeah, what yeah. it did. But then I would want it to be eight days. Yeah, maybe. Because the last two days was just too boring. Like it was too little stimulants. Like you would think that after eight days you you you're fine. You you, you, yeah, exactly. You would think that <laughs> that you would be done with like having this detox of input, mm -hmm. and I was. But it was just like this practice stayed the same after the fifth day or yeah. sixth day, yeah. and it was just like my whole system was like, oh my god, here we go again. Feel this, like, and. The starting point, well, I, I started starting at different points because I got so like... Hmm. You need to maybe explain what starting with... Yeah, yeah. So, so the practice is that you... The first three days, we start with just observing this triangle, yeah, this I... part uh, <laughs> on our body. Just so for observing. Those who are just listening, uh, the triangle that we're talking about is from uh, the start of the nose until like the upper lip. So yeah. that triangle around there. Yeah, the whole nose and the upper lip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you were just observing this part, and oh my god, um, just first observing breathing was day one. And they, then day two was observing sensations. So tingling, mm -hmm. itching. Any type of sensations that was in this area. Yeah. And what I wanted to add is like for us as breathwork facilitators, observing the breathing is so fucking hard. Yeah. Because you're automatically trying to optimize it. Yeah. And every time I noticed, I was like, okay, observe the breath. Oh my God, I breathe way too shallow. I breathe way too fast. Oh, my heart rate is up. I should slow down my heart rate by yeah. breathing like yeah. this. 100%. And I started to modify it. And then he keeps repeating don't change anything. If it's shallow, it's shallow. If it's fast, it's fast. If it's this, it's a... and it was so hard for me at the beginning. I was like, ying, 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 ying. <laughs> and I kept doing my own thing. But eventually I was like, Nick, you're here to learn. Yeah. Try to just observe it. Same. And I noticed that I was breathing wrong sometimes. And I was like, just observe it. Do yeah. not change. And yeah, it was yeah, yeah. So hard. yeah, so fast and so shallow. And ah. I was like, what the fuck? But it was, it's good because you, you notice how, how often you, breathing correctly even yeah. though we practice so often yeah uh, and what sets it apart is like how used we are to notice our breath and then change it and then that becomes the new change state after a while and you're yeah. like you don't need to think about it then yeah. it's like and then every time you notice it you're like oh but but that was the thing but i think also it's the, it was the air quality because mm. the first couple of That's days true. for me was so tough with it it was a lot of pollution mm. and I I felt I noticed like my breath is never this fast and shallow. Mm. I, you could tell like how my body was trying to detox. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also yeah. the food and everything. Yeah. I've noticed after food I had such a hard race every time. Yeah. There was like these little things. But yeah. but yeah, let's go back to the practice. So after three days of doing that, they they kind of evolve into another part. Mm. And the first part of the practice, uh he said that we should focus on the top, very top of the of the head and once you start <laughs> hello fuck <laughs> mm -hmm. and once you start to feel the tickling like like a almost like like yeah. like ants yeah. walking on your head and everyone who's listening now or watching try it try to focus so much on the top of the head i never done it before up until that point that you feel the tingling and it's so bizarre because where is it coming from? yeah it's like <laughs> why are you why is am this i happening? creating this is this yeah and why is it happening and and after i activated it it kept happening all the time mm -hmm. even like during a meditation where i wasn't focusing on my head i suddenly felt this tingling over my head yeah. super weird but yeah try it just to Get all your focus as much as you can. Sometimes it takes minutes, sometimes seconds to the top of your head, to this part here, where, where like in the, right in the middle, where the hairline starts. And then you start to feel as if ants were running above your, on, on top of your head. Um, so that's like the first part. And then he says, and then take tiny pieces of your body bit by bit. Piece, piece by piece. piece. <laughs> we listen to this recording a part million times. Part by part, piece by piece. Exactly. Mm. And you listen and you start to do a body scan, basically, from head to toes. 
but not like a body scan as if you do in yoga that you just kind of sweep through the body. That was the next practice. Mm -hmm. You just first go like really like little by little. You're supposed to like take in like centimeters and centimeters over your whole body. So instead of just doing the forehead, you take the forehead in several parts. And the idea is that you start to see where you have more more feeling, where you have less feeling, where you cannot feel anything. If you can surrender to that or if you can stay focused and try to make yourself feel something. Without desire. Without desire. Yeah, you're not supposed to force it. Um and it's it's been like first I was like, really? Is that the practice? Yeah, really? So boring. And <laughs> but then like surrender to that boredom. Yeah. And the boredom has a reason. Yeah. And you realize at the uh, there were so many moments where my ego was like, Oh, you know, it's so much better. You do all these Joe Dispenser meditations, you're teaching that stuff. Yeah, like don't listen science. to this crazy. This old is man. early eighties, like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then I kept catching my ego, sometimes a bit late, but I kept catching it and was like you're here to learn. You're also, you're not always a teacher. You're also a student. Right now you're a student. Pretend you know nothing and just listen exactly what he's saying. Yeah. And he, that's what he keeps repeating as well. The students who are most willing to, to do the practice as he explains are the ones who have the best, uh, outcome so, results. Yeah. So that kept coming back to me. That I was like, okay, I'm going to just surrender. I'm just going to really surrender and listen to everything that he says and do exactly as it is. Yeah. And it was really boring sometimes. And sometimes I really don't want to do this. But then I just took a deep breath and I was like, okay, let's go back again, starting at the head and going down there. And then, and then I started like eventually like experimenting. Oh, can I feel behind my ears? Yeah. You had to find the spots that you never thought about. Exactly. You had so much time. You had 11 hours a day to feel things. (laughs) You're like, I need to like, it's the, in between my toes and like, yeah, behind the ears and, and, uh, like the kneecaps was weird. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I never felt inside of my kneecaps. And then like <laughs> your bum. Yeah. Your bum, and like yeah. in, in, like all, all in there. Cause that was the thing. <laughs> I wanted to ask my teacher, but I never did because it was like, the whole part, the whole body you're supposed to feel, but he kind of shies away of this whole boxer line. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't mention it. He mentions everything else. Yeah, but, not but he mentions several times the whole body. So I was like, well, if I'm supposed to feel my whole body, I need to feel my whole body. <laughs> was I was so literally, weird. I was sitting there and I was just with my vagina. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like two hours a day, I was like, okay, my vagina. Cool. Mm. I can feel it. Yeah. yeah. I can feel all the exactly. parts. I can feel. I couldn't and, feel yeah. my vagina at all. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did something wrong, man. <laughs> yeah, but it was weird. And like the, but the inner thighs were so easy to feel. Mm. I, I like, it was yeah, crazy. You it was feel so like fabric. Yeah, yeah. But like the, close oh, yeah. to oh yeah that's yeah. how i always got there because i was like the inner that most inner thighs was like so ticklish yeah, yeah. and then it's like yeah. yeah yeah it was wild but it was it felt weird sitting in this sacred hall and it's like focus on my bottle focus on my bottle <laughs> feel the <laughs> feel the bottle is there any tingling or any throbbing or sensations whatever it is like yeah but I, I thought it at first too. I was like, I cannot sit here and like focus on my clit. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, this is sacred. Like this yeah. is sacred. It's We're making body, babies yeah. with that. It, like yeah, I was exactly. like, it's it's wrong to not connect to this part, especially like in 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 a fast paced world where we have a lot of stress as well. Like talking yeah. a little bit more transparent as a couple, you don't always have time after four years to have sexy time every single day yeah. or to connect to the body like that. Yeah. And I felt pretty disconnected before the vipassana. I yeah. felt like I, I kind of like down here, I, I I had like no no connection to it. So during the vipassana, sitting there and really taking the time and being in this part, being in that body. It really connected me again to to the whole flow. Yeah. It it was like suddenly it wasn't like a break of energy flow in the body. Suddenly it was like a whole flow. And I thought this is sacred. This is this is spirituality. This is what we're supposed to feel like, where the modern world is disconnecting us from that. Even though the modern world talks a lot about sex, but the ancient world doesn't. Yeah. Depends where you're obviously in tantric stuff and Kama Sutra and everything is a different story. Yeah. But I felt like we are creating with this part. Why should we leave that out? Yeah, and yeah. So sitting in that sacral hall, I was more trying to embrace that. I was like, this is my most sacral area. Yeah. Why? I'm not going to shame this. I'm going to embrace it that I'm in a holy place connecting to my most sacral area. Mm-hmm. 
That was kind of my thought pattern there. Yeah. And it and it worked. Like I felt so connected to my whole body, like yeah, never before. Yeah, for sure. Like never before. Everything. Like and as and eventually, like and the practice here is like your why you did part by part, piece by piece, <laughs> uh, was to sharpen your mind. That's how he explained it. Like you need to and that's why you only focus on the nose part and the upper lip. So you start with the triangle, the whole nose and the upper lip, and then you narrow it down to just under your nostrils and your upper lip. Mm -hmm. So this small part, I always I thought about it like during the meditation, like that's the part, that's the Hitler mustache part. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm supposed I never to feel. About no, it, no, 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 yes. but that's where my mind went. My mind went many places, but that was one of them. Uh, uh, and that's all I you focused on was this part. And then you narrowed it down even more to just like the middle part to just focus on like just one part. And sometimes you felt a tingling in your thigh or on your head. Uh, and you were supposed to just like brush it off and just focusing on sensation in mm. this small area mm. to sharpen the mind to then be able to feel just your big toe, yeah. just your little toe, yeah. just your kneecap or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. In um, between the toes and so forth. Yeah, exactly. So, and you really noticed how quick you got. Yeah. Um, at, at feeling sensations. Like I thought about like, like if I just focus on my, cause my hands was the easiest. Yeah. Like the arms and the hands were so easy to get flow. I couldn't do my, my shoulder. Shoulders, the shoulders super were hard. difficult. It took me so long. Mm. And also my scar. Mm. Uh, I have a, a broke, I broke my collarbone and the scar make my, my skin have no sensations, uh, from like middle bicep on my left arm up to, to the whole scar. Um, and I was like, fuck, that's going to be so annoying, but I felt it. That's mm. weird because I felt sensations on the skin, but when I pinch it, I can't. Mm. So it was like probably under the under the skin that I can't feel. Oh, but it was really close around it. Yeah, super interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. I was like, am I gonna wire new <laughs> connections <laughs> and feel? It's like possible. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, that was uh, it. Was interesting how quick you were. Yeah, but then uh, it's feeling. I I agree with that, but also I noticed that. Sometimes the the thought that I'm quick at feeling was just an illusion. It felt almost like it was a memory of what I felt in the last session, and I'm just sweeping through my body feeling, but I wasn't actually feeling. Mm. It was more like, oh, okay, yeah, on my shoulders, I can feel the fabric on my of my, sh and and I just like I didn't think that consciously, but I felt like the quick sweeping through my body often was like a not real sensation. It was the memory of the sensation that I discovered in yeah. another session. Yeah, it was hard to pinpoint. Exactly, and then I always when I noticed I was going too fast, and that was happening, that I was just envisioning the body parts and remembering the sensation that I stopped myself and when like go in the body and sometimes it really took like 10 breaths or so to really be in my body and not envision anything yeah. and then I was trying to just focus on like you know the darkness behind the eyes and just yeah. like really kind of looking being with my vision instead of trying to let my mind take my vision to a fantasy world of envisioning my limbs or my yeah. fingers or yeah. whatever yeah. And once I'm with the vision and I don't see any fantasies, it took like a few attempts to keep your night present, present, present. Okay, now I'm seeing just black. Yeah. And from there, I started being like, okay, forehead. And then I could really just like, I was in my eyes and in my head and I could really feel that area. And then I was like slowly moving down. And I noticed when I was moving down that my eyes were shifting as well, that I was like, okay, right. And then my eyes yeah. were going to the right and so, annoying. And so forth. And <laughs> I, I didn't mind it at all. I was just like, that's what my body needs to do right now. Yeah. And then as soon as I started discovering that to be really feeling it and not envisioning it, that's when things started shifting. That's when I was like, when I was taking it really slow. And then I had this crazy meditation. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should talk but, about it. Yeah, in a, in a bit. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the continue practice, practice, like talking about the practice and yeah. like the, the, the benefits from it and like how it's, it's actually what's the point of, of sitting so long and why are we feeling sensations? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause you're training your mind to feel all of these sensations. Good or bad, it doesn't matter. And that's the thing that, that he talks about as well. Because when you felt a sensation, your main op, op, like, your main thing was to not attach to it. 
yeah. or feel like, oh, that's a pleasant sensation or that's a negative, uh, uncomfortable sensation. And not trying to change it. Exactly. So that's the thing as well. Not just attaching it, but it's like, oh, this is, this is bad. I want to shift my body so it feels nice again or something. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. You, you were supposed to observe as the observer, as we all are. You're observing me talking right now. Um, and you also observed your body then. And when you observe this part, okay, on my shin, it feels tingling. And that's more pleasant than, oh my God, my knees are on fire because I've been sitting cross-legged for six hours today. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this, this, these two extreme sensations, the super pleasant one and the super uncomfortable one, were supposed to be treated in the same way. Yeah. Like with total neuro neutral yeah uh, what was the word? Uh, economic no, it, no not economic um <laughs> wow uh, uh, in in quality in in equanimity equanimity yeah equanimous equanimous yeah yeah but uh, that's the word for it equ yeah. equanimity yeah. Uh, which was a word that i never heard m many times before this but after this 11 days i heard that word a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. Equanimous. So, uh, you were supposed to be stay completely neutral to, to any sensation. Yeah. And that was the practice to, to then now in the real world, when you apply this type of thing, you, you sat through so much pain because you are after day five, mm -hmm. you get introduced that three of the 11 hours a day, the the quest and the the mission was to not move for that one full hour you're you're selecting a position that you're sitting in and with your hands and with everything else you're supposed to be as as uh, still as you can you can yeah. straighten your back and stuff because that's super easy that it happens that it's yeah and yeah. it's a part of the practice that you're supposed to sit as straight as possible exactly. so they allowed you to do that yeah. but for me i think the the most uncomfortable part honestly was the itching oh really yeah i i could i could withstand pain no problem i could withstand discomfort no problem i could withstand anything but sometimes i even had like this extreme pain suddenly out of nowhere it's like it's like you know it like felt like electricity shooting yeah. Didn't, I didn't matter. I could no. completely easy observe it and be with it. But then when my nose was itching or my eye was itching or three places at the same time in my face were itching, I was going crazy. And I was trying to be with that sensation, be like, I just observe it. And then I noticed that when you let an itch stay, it becomes cold and sharp mm -hmm. and almost as if someone would put something cold on you. It was really interesting to actually observe it until it dies. Yeah. But the thing with itching is it becomes worse and worse and worse and worse. And then it dies and then it comes back. Most of the time it comes back and it wants you to itch anyway. And I was just, there was I didn't think oh it was that bad. That was not at all. I was itching so many times. Yeah. But you showered more often than me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that was a theory of mine as well. I was like, I feel way less sensations when I've showered. Oh, really? Because, yeah, it makes sense that you you have more or, or like shit on you. That itches, but if you're super clean and, and brushed and feel fresh, it, it was way harder to feel sensations on my back and on my stomach and stuff. But if I was like, if I like the day that I didn't shower, I felt more sensations because mm. it makes sense. I was like, fuck, should I stop showering? So it's the practice becomes easier, <laughs> but then that's that's I don't know, that's cheating, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but but to continue the the uh. Actual practice. The practice, yeah, yeah. So you're sitting with sensations, you're observing them very equanimous, aka mm -hmm. natural, and you learn to not. Yeah, it really worked. Mm -hmm. Like day seven was the best for me, which is dangerous to say. Mm -hmm. uh, my teacher said I was like I had a really good meditation this morning. He's like, oh, 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 that's trouble. Never say you have a good meditation. Don't get attached. Yeah, don't Any meditation. Get, exactly. Ever, yeah. It's just the medit it's the practice, however it is. Checking the time. Yeah. How long have we been going? Half an hour. Half an hour. Okay, good. Um and then when he Yes, yes, yes. Uh so it really works to not get attached to the 
to the feeling, to the sensations, yeah. I, I really felt like, okay, my knees are super pain, mm -hmm. in pain, or my uh, my outer thighs mm -hmm. uh, or hips. But it was like, I'm neutral to it. It felt okay for so, so much more than in the beginning. The, yeah. the first three days was agony for me. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. proper torture. I thought of you so many times yeah, there. Yeah. I knew that you were going to die. Yeah. I, I thought you wouldn't make it. I really thought you wouldn't. And the, the friend, I had to... I have. We had a row of four, three guys that were sitting next to each other, and we were all Westerners. And I just felt we felt each other's struggles so much. Like we were so like determined. We felt our f super focus, but we kept repositioning. Like the first three days was fucking crazy, and we just like. Ah, I call them my struggle brothers now. That was the first thing that I said to them when I came. Out. I was like, "My struggle brothers, we fucking did it." Um, but yeah, um, with this practice, you you then teach your your brain not to react strong to situations in day to day life. So if you stubble your toe or you get bad news or whatever it is, you are way more calm to it you you notice how you're reacting and you're getting a sensation in your body like uh, getting this bad stomach uh, that you or can get yeah or a heart rate or you notice your breath because you've been focusing so much on it which we practice all the time anyway so for us it's pretty natural and common uh, for us to notice our breath yeah uh, but but when we and then when you notice that, you notice that you're reacting and then you take that back and like, no, 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 no. This is, this will also pass. Just like the itching did on your nose. That was Aniche. crazy. Yeah. Aniche. Aniche was the word for uh, nothing is forever. Everything is changing. Everything is passing. Ev nothing is eternal. And it, it, it really... It will come and it will pass. Exactly. And I am so aware of that. Consci like. In the mind. Yeah. Like, uh, how do you say? Um, anyway, my mind is aware of that. And I repeat it many times to myself. When something happens, I'm like, that will pass, that will pass. I say to my coaching clients, you know, when they go through a breakup or something, and then they say, yeah, but I will not ever find anyone else after that. I was like, how many times did you already say that yeah. through breakups? You know, you always think that this is the, the, the worst time because you're in it. But if you actually reflect on it, everything in the world passes, the good and the bad. Yeah. As much as I would like to hold on to every single good situation, it's not going to stay. And that's a good reminder in bad situations. You know, not even my good situation stayed for me. Why should the bad one stay? And having this realization in a, just how he says, in a experience, like you experience it. Yeah. You experience it for 11 hours a day observing that everything passes. And they say something really good, like, there's, yeah, like, why would you get attached to anything if you know it will go away? Mm. Like, relationships, work, money, anything that is in this pleasure, reality. Pain. Pleasure, pain, love, hatred, anything, anything is going away. Yeah. So, why would you go get attached to something that will die very soon? Mm -hmm. And they keep repeating mm -hmm. it. And it was the first time that I really, I really got it. And then when things were uncomfortable or thoughts were coming up or I had a bad meditation where my mind was racing and I couldn't mm -hmm. focus, I kept going back to that almost as a mantra. It will pass. Yeah. Don't get attached. Exactly. It will pass. This will also pass. And it was so good. And yeah. since then, I do it all the time. Even when we drive with the tuk-tuk for a crazy street and there's pollution in my face, I'm like, this will pass. And it's so important to actually see it every situation, even the ones that are shitty, as treasure. Yeah. Because not getting attached to it if it's good or bad and just being like, this I'm allowed to experience in my lifetime. Like, do I rather want to not have this time or do I want to experience it all as a human? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know? a, it's like the concept like like uh, every relationship you had you're like would i take it back if i could like would i it's like most of the of the people say no it taught me yeah it taught me things or uh, i enjoyed the time that we had and now uh, that was what's was needed you know exactly. like it, it's it's the same thing
It's the yeah. same thing. And and I always see everything that we do in life and everything that's happening to us is just the human experience. And mm. even before the Vipassana, I already spoke about it a lot. It's like this avatar, this body that I'm very much also attached to, but sometimes it feels so alien to me when I look down on me and I'm like, oh my God, I'm living in this thing. It's like I feel that separation of this is something that will die. Yeah. And the consciousness that observes this is something that will stay. I can really notice that when I really go into meditation. There's like, I'm not that attached to my body anymore. I'm not that attached to dying or living. Yeah. And even before the Vipassana, I was often over and over again in that state. That's why I could detach from the fear of death because I was like, I, I know that there's something that will happen after this body is gone. So dying is actually not really dying. It's always a circle. Yeah. Nothing is ending ever. Everything is like, you know, proce uh, processing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Proceeding. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, so that feeling of like, I'm allowed to experience this emotion. I'm blessed to go through this tough situation because this is an experience. It's not good or bad. It's an experience, another experience that I am blessed to have in this human life. Mm. And the more I can experience, the richer this human life will be for me. And it doesn't matter if it's experiences that feel unpleasant, mm -hmm. that feel uncomfortable, that feel painful, that feel like I'm dying <laughs> from the inside. Yeah. It's... I. I always have this slight moment, not back in the days, back in the days, not, but recently since practicing a lot of things, <laughs> there's this little separation. There's this little gap between I'm in this and I'm experiencing this. Yeah. And when I take it as I'm experiencing this, it's like I'm witnessing it yeah. and not I'm in it. Exactly. And that helps me so much to actually enjoy the unpleasant moments to when I was sick in Mexico. And I was lying in the hammock and I, I was horribly sick. I had like fever. I was blocked off. I could hardly open my eyes. I was coughing. I was so uncomfortable. But I was lying there and there was this moment in this hammock where I was like, look what this body can feel. Mm -hmm. And I was in pain. I had joint pain mm -hmm. and people offered me painkillers and I didn't want to take them because I was like, I am experiencing this. Yeah. And I'm witnessing this pain and what my body is fighting right now, because that's what the pain and the fever is. It's a signaling. It's exactly. No, it's not signaling. It's my body's ability to fight something up that is not good for it. Yeah, yeah. And being able to experience it and be with it and detach from it mm. and just witness it. Yeah. It's such a practice and it's so vital. And I felt like a lot of teachings in the Vipassana were basically bringing that even closer to me mm. this sitting in pain and being like i am able to experience pain in my legs yeah some people don't have legs some people have no no feeling in the yeah. bottom part and i'm like i can feel pain and it's it's an experience because i have a body yeah how cool is that yeah, yeah. rather than so i want everything to go away yeah. Like, yeah. sorry that was a long one <laughs> no it was good it was but that that's just uh what side you choose to feel like what side of the coin do you want to like you can do nothing about it either way yeah yeah so yeah. like why do i choose to do the the, the annoying way sitting in the suffering yeah creating and like suffering. and creating more suffering yeah, exactly. yeah that was the thing like i get a mosquito bite and it's super agitating but like you can choose to complain about it or you can choose to not Yeah, you can choose on focusing on only the mosquito bite or you can choose to look around you and focus on what's around you yeah. and the, the rest of the experience. The unconscious feels the mosquito bite either way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, so many good learnings in this in this practice to just be with myself and to to allow things to bubble to the surface or so yeah. thoughts. So many past. thoughts passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing as well. The first three days when you when your body realizes you're in this experience, mm -hmm. the thoughts were running so wild. I had so many thoughts mm -hmm. and ideas and was like, I want to get out of here so I can 
make these ideas to action. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And oh my God, that memory or that person I haven't thought about in seven years. And this person was kind of present like, whoa, holy shit. I wonder what he or she is doing now. And like this happened and that. And then it's like, oh, this song. Oh, wow. I haven't heard this song since I was like so young. Like what crazy. And then just music started coming, lyrics and like it just didn't end. Yeah of just noise yeah. and then day four for me was like mm. it's like i could hear nothing and yeah. just focus we had a different experience there yeah i felt like it was different parts of my day that i experienced one day but i guess that's like similar to female hormones and male hormones yeah, you kind of go with this and we go like whoa like yeah. every day is like a whole year well, so some days was like that too yeah. for me i think yeah but uh, now i'm generalizing I, I mean we could spend the whole podcast talking about day one yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah. no but I, I felt like every day i had times when my mind was really quiet and times when my mind was really loud. And usually it became a pattern that I knew at what times it was going to be that way. Mm. Um, or sometimes, like, af- after a few days, I realized that it was going to, like, oh, okay. That was, like, my mind was so loud. I was like, oh, yesterday as well. Or the day before as well at the same time. I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. So it was really good also to see when am I most productive and most clear in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really nice yeah. thing to, to learn. But um, mm-hmm. But I felt like... My mind was really peaceful sometimes and full of gratitude in my whole body and just like calm and quiet and flow. And then there was these moments where my mind started racing and it was usually my past that was coming up. Mm-hmm. And there was anything from relationships to friendships to uh, parents to childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think after after a couple of days, I I noticed the pattern that I'm going through chapters mm. that I had like on day two or three, I already went through six chapters of six different people or situations that I try to reject or try to heal for a long time. And it didn't happen because I kept seeing things from the same angle. Mm. I kept, it was like the memory was created at that point. And I dragged the memory as it was with me creating the same emotions over and over again, because I didn't, I wasn't able to change the perspective because I was so in that memory. Yeah, the memory will stay the same. Exactly. And so even if you change, you're not question the memory and the emotions attached to it. Even though you change, you grow, yeah, yeah, yeah. you develop, your emotions are so different nowadays. Yeah, that's but the way it was. That's, that's the, way, the way it was. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I noticed after a few days that that kept happening that yeah. i was like okay today the for 3 hours i was thinking about that ex boyfriend and i recalled the conversations and i started seeing his side of the story his coin of the uh, his part, side, side of the of coin, the coin yeah. and i started feeling his part of it it yeah. was like i i created a whole new level of compassion towards people who have hurt me as well yeah, same it was yeah, both sides, mm. the people that I hurt and the people that hurt me. It's exactly. like, whoa. Exactly. And <laughs> then it became also that after realizing that after a few days, I also noticed that I also allowed it to happen. So it wasn't like, oh my God, my mind is racing. Why am I not meditating? I realized, hold on, this is part of the practice because yeah. I'm going through chapters of healing. And I stopped fighting it. I allowed it to happen without judging myself for it, without getting angry at it. Yeah. And I think that's what he also says, right? If your mind is racing, it's racing. Just bring it back. Yeah. And before that, I was never doing it. I was always like, oh, no, I slipped again. Oh, but then I was at that point where I was like, I'm going through this right now for a reason. And I'm yeah. just going to stay with it until I feel like that chapter is worked through. And sometimes it took 10 minutes because the mind is very fast, faster than reality. Yeah. And sometimes it took an hour. But after that, I felt in peace and I kept going to Hoponopono, like repeating, uh, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love, I love you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always ended every chapter then with that. Nice. With oh, yeah. It's such a structure. Uh, <laughs> and then I was always like oh, so much love and peace mm. for the people who hurt me, for the people who left me, for the people who, uh, I don't know were good friends for a long time and then we went separate ways because our life has changed and i was just i was just in peace i was just in peace and it was i i allowed it to happen i think that's what a lot of people don't allow a lot of people try to reject thoughts 
reject memories. Yeah, that I explained to my mom. Yeah, that like all the things I because uh, things came up. I explained her a situation that came up to me, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I th- I processed this. I thought so much, and I worked so much on this thing, and now it comes up again. Like yeah. I let go of this so long ago. Yeah, and <laughs> and I explained to her. It's like you think you have processed something, but you you uh, unconscious part of you put it under the rug, mm-hmm. and the rug just kept. It's a lot of things under that rug, mm. and after a couple of days, that rug just disappears, and all of the things under the rug just comes up in your face, yeah. like "Hi, remember me?" And you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Uh, it was literally you just shed light on the thing that you that that was full of darkness that your conscious mind forgot about it yeah i just had a thought i think this is very similar to what we said that we drag along our emotions from the past yeah and we see it all from the same angle and i think something very similar happens with forgiveness and processing because we develop we change and i think when we forgive or think we worked through something in the past, I think this is something that needs to happen over and over again with the same people and the situations because we are changing. Let me try to explain what I'm, where I'm going with. Yeah. Let me try to explain where I'm going with this. Um, so instead of forgiving someone once in that situation and then moving on and thinking this thing would be forever under the rock because yeah. there's so many angles to every situation like we just explained there's so many angles and so many parts of it and so many roles you have played in a situation and in a relationship yeah, yeah. especially in longer relationships you've played so many roles in it so many un- millions of roles yeah, yeah. and forgiving it one time and putting it under the rock and hoping it will never show up yeah, again yeah. Is completely crazy yeah, it's because crazy. because we are changing and the more we change and the more we're learning, the more we're healing, the more of the situation that we wouldn't have noticed in the past self start to appear. It's like, now I know about trauma. So suddenly I see the situation as like, oh, that was a trauma reaction for me and that was a trauma reaction from her or him. Mm-hmm. Rather than back in the days, I was like, okay, I just forgive that person. I start to see all of these other aspects and it's roles. Like it makes and sense. Yeah. Exactly. And then the more I grow, the older I get, the more of the situation will come up. And suddenly a situation that I didn't even see as that hurtful will become more hurtful for me in future because something else has shifted in my life where I'm more sensitive to that one subject. Yeah. So this situation will come up again. And I'm like, oh, I was already hurt by this. 10 years ago by this other person and now it comes back yeah so that's another moment in life where you have to maybe seek forgiveness yeah. it's like it's like a, a, a bullying like imagine you are you're getting bullied because you have uh, glasses mm. and the 10th time is going to hurt so much more than the first time mm-hmm. because you keep like you keep attaching to that no that's a completely different thing that i was saying no but you, <laughs> no like Imagine, no, okay, imagine you get bullied in school because you had glasses and then 30 years later someone makes the same kind of comment. Exactly, but but it's more like... Uh, it's similar to what you it's, said. It's similar, but it's more like... I'm more talking about like actual like interactions where you played several roles, where it was not about one thing, because that one thing you can forgive then eventually. Yeah, but that was a very simple. Uh, yeah. That was a very non-complex situation. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. one-sided. Yeah. Could it, but in a similar situation, like mm. more mm. complex. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm more saying that you notice situations that haven't that you haven't noticed before. Because yeah. you are changing and your 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 torch gets put into new exactly. angles yeah, yeah, of yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not the glasses anymore. Suddenly you see, oh, I remember seeing that child with his mom one day and the mom looked like an alcoholic. Yeah. And suddenly you're like, oh, he probably, that was that. You know, and then, oh, and I remember that I met this child as well one day when I was with my mom and my mom was so loving and kind to me and the child the next day bullied me even more. Mm. Oh, that was because of the trauma. Mm. And like, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You start to understand the story the way deeper yeah, than yeah. rather just like, oh, he was a mean child and he bullied me, so I forgive yeah, him. Yeah, bad person. And it's like, oh, no, no, there's so much more to that than, than just one bad person. Yes, yeah. that's where I was going. Okay, I understand so, it, so if you look at it from, from let's say, my, my ex-boyfriend's perspective, oh, okay, I forgave that we had this big fight when, before we broke up and it's fine now. But then, okay, there's another five years to process okay, oh, there was, was this situation. Oh, and one day I did this and that was a trigger. And then like, and suddenly you see all of these other things. So there's so many moments of forgiveness that are going to keep popping up. There's yeah. so many moments of pain that, that have been put away that you don't even think about. But then a memory comes up that is connected to that. Mm-hmm. A trigger for yourself that I was like, holy shit, I forgot about the situation and relationship, but now it's so present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you forgive again, and then you forgive again, and then you forgive again. And and suddenly you have this moment like I had, like I was sitting there and I was thinking about my old best friend mm. that that I was so hurt by and I I imagined her and my, her mom dancing in the kitchen for yeah. some reason. Um and her mom was Colombian and they were having this dance and I imagined the daughter and her and everyone laughing and dancing around each other. And I had so much anger and so much hate against this person. Like it was true hate. Yeah. And in this situation, I was sitting in this meditation hall. I'm getting all emotional talking about it. I was just imagining them in the kitchen dancing. Yeah. And the sun coming in. <laughs> living in a nice house, being happy and healthy. And I was sitting in this meditation hall after four years of anger and hatred towards that person. Yeah. And I felt so much love and compassion. And I was truly happy for, for her yeah. <laughs> and her family. <laughs> um, and I was just smiling. Yeah. <laughs> I caught myself. And I, and I didn't realize until I noticed that my lips were smiling. Hmm. And that's when I realized what happened. Wow. That's when I realized I, I forgave. Yeah. <laughs> and after forgiveness, there's just love. Yeah. There is no nothing. People think they forgive and then they forget. But after forgiveness is love. Yes. Yeah. For sure. There's... So the love comes back. The purity comes back. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it takes long though. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> and sometimes you need that that different perspective. That different viewpoint. And I think that's why why Vipassana was so important. Yeah. You had no choice but to sit with your thoughts. And because it was so strict, you couldn't distract yourself from those thoughts. And then eventually you you pro- you had no op- other option than processing them. You were like, okay, I have nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit with that. Yeah, and you did and you... That's the thing, because I heard it so many times, like, oh, you sit with it and you will get answers. And it's like, oh. <laughs> and then it's like, fuck, it's so solution. true. It's so fucking true. You don't need, you don't need 10 days. If you have a problem, like sit down and do nothing. Mm. Stare at the wall if you have a hard time closing your eyes, mm. but do nothing. And your brain will get bored enough to figure out the answer. Yes. Yes. So like you, you received so many answers in your life from, from what you witnessed and what people taught you, what you read in books, what you saw on Instagram and videos. The answers are all within you. Like literally they are within you. Like you, you, you consumed so many answers in your life. And in that moment, sometimes we forgot what drawer to open. But when you sit with yourself, the drawers will open automatically. It's like a magic bookshelf Mm. where the right book will fall in your hands Mm -hmm. and you open the right page. Yeah. But if you if you're so busy trying to find the answer, you get confused within all these bookshelves, and you keep looking and keep looking, opening <laughs> one after the next, and it's not there. Yeah. And then you get this moment where you're like, "Oh, this is what it is." And sometimes it comes so subtle, you yeah. you, you don't even notice that you found the answer until you suddenly feel this love. Mm. You suddenly feel this feeling after forgiveness, this this peace and love that just happens after. After you find the answer without knowing that you did. Mm. And then you can put it aside, sprinkle some love over it and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's that easy, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like uh... it, I, it, when you said that, I, I thought about the movie Limitless, you know, with. Um, yeah. 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 yeah uh, what's this, the actor's name? 
Cooper? Yeah, Bradley Cooper, mm. right? Yeah. Um, he, yeah, for you that haven't seen it, he takes a magical drug, a pill that makes him access 100% uh, of his brain or whatever. And he remembers things that he saw unconsciously back in the days, like a corner of a book, and he knows what the book. And he always scrolled through the the book like quickly, and his subconscious mind took all of that information in, but he didn't do it consciously. And now, all of a sudden, when he has access to 100% part of his brain, he can now recess all of those pages that he just skimmed through. And that's kind of how that works when you allow the subconscious and the conscious to kind of melt together Mm. you get answers that you don't know where they came from but they came from you obviously because where other where it came from like could have been source of energy outside we call it downloading right like Mm, when you sit and you (laughs) i got this download of information but it's like I think in the grand scheme of it, it's like it's just your, your subconscious telling your conscious this information that you have within you, but it's hard to access. And if you're bored enough, you will get access to it. And then all of a sudden, oh, I have answers to this problem I've been walking yeah. around with. It's this simple. Because yeah, like, oh. boredom is an illusion. You're never bored. No. It's more like you're unstimulated. But when you're unstimulated, like something really beautiful happens, as you said, it's like this... It's called peace, yeah. and a lot of people think it's called boredom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but if if you allow that peace or that boredom to happen, that is when when yeah when when, when things become easier. When you basically it's like tidying up a, a room full of shit, and you're looking for that one thing. <laughs> yeah. And and when you when you're allowed to just sit with it, you you that one thing will will appear, yeah. and you will easier you will have a better view over the whole room with stuff. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and that's that's what happens exactly. And I think everyone in the world should do a vipassana, and it's free, it's accessible, it's in every single country in the world. I think. Yeah. Um, it's even on random islands where yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah, it's just donation based. Yeah. You you pay whatever you like. You get food. You get accommodation. All you need to promise them at the beginning is that you make it through ten days, and it's fucking Which hard. Which many doesn't. Most do. Many did, yes, but but there were some people that I noticed yeah. disappeared. Yeah, yeah, same, same. But that but, could also be like health reasons and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I honestly believe if you if you are prepared that you're gonna suffer for the first three days, or and all of them maybe. Oh, maybe we're all, all of different. Them. Yeah, maybe all of them. But this, uh, and like generally, everyone says three or four days are the worst ones. Yeah, generally. So if you are prepared for that, which I, for example, was. Then you're sweet. Yeah. If you go there knowing that you will process some hard, heavy shit, then you can do it. Yeah. And it will change your life. You, you see it as a boot camp. Like, um, uh, you know how, like, the TV show, uh, Biggest Loser? <laughs> Such a bad name, by the way. It's mm. like so, yeah, Jesus Christ. I never thought about it. Anyway, the, that, TV show is all about like, okay, now you need to fucking, it's going to be tough as shit, but you're going to lose all of this weight. Like, see it as a boot camp, but like a biggest loser, but for your, for your mind. Biggest, <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I thought about coming up with a stupid name for that, but uh, I don't need to go there. No. But like a boot camp <laughs> for your mind, like, uh, like a training, like a Navy SEALs, but for your mind. A Just, mind date. Yeah, but a, a, a tough one. A tough, uncomfortable a, mind, a mind date in mud and cold. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes warm. Yeah. But, but it's like, it really is like a training camp for your, for your conscious. Mm. And, for, you, and, and yeah. you're not even like, just like with the healing, you're not even seeing during the process often how much you're processing and how, how far you're coming. I think I noticed on day like eight or nine how amazing this all was. Before that, I kept having this like ego fight of like, this is all bullshit. I, I don't think this is going to help me. I don't think it's good enough for me. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I've done too much healing to be able to, to uh, receive this. And then day eight or nine or something, I was like, holy shit, that was deep. Yeah. But it took me like, even during the time I kept thinking like, why am I here? I should just quit. I should just go to a hotel and do some work. Yeah. And then I realized Same. that even those thoughts are part of the process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, but I would be, because I had those thoughts all the time, but I was like, but I would be so disappointed if I, 
if I if I stop now. I'm like mm. I've done six days of this shit. Mm. Like I can't stop now. Like maybe something will happen mm. or maybe it won't. But then I will never know, and that will drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah, and at least you learn from the discipline. Yeah, exactly, mm. discipline. Yeah. yeah, just the dopamine detox was mm. worth it. Yeah, like you noticed how your brain is just so used to stimulation. Mm. And just stopping that stimulation gave you all the answers you actually were looking for yeah. with that stimulation. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful thing. We will have to talk about your uh, crazy meditation in the next episode. That's that sounds t- totally fine. I think we're going to have a couple about this because yeah. there's yeah. so much more I that we need so to talk about. We will about. keep coming up. Yeah. Like any any situation, any conversation we will have now that's deep is like, oh yeah, in the Vipassana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. It's good. Anyway, yeah, that was a great talk and a great first episode i think yeah we hope we hope yeah we're here to grow so if you have any suggestions of how we can improve i mean right now we're on a rooftop in a crazy city in in jodhpur in india so like the sound will maybe be good maybe not and maybe it's distracting maybe it's not maybe that was part of your practice we will be in different locations sometimes a studio sometimes a jungle a jungle mm-hmm. yeah so Uh, but we're here to improve if you feel like the pacing was too fast or too slow or the topic. If you have suggestions of topic that you want us to talk about. And uh, yeah, everything in between. We're here uh, to grow just like you are. And uh, love, peace, harmony. Yeah? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. See you next time. See you next time.